Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Q's Lounge. All those who are tuning in from uh, social media land, we are excited about today's show. We're going to take a few moments to let everyone enter into the chat room. Thank you to everybody that is logging in from Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. And all the followers from TikTok, we appreciate you guys. Tonight's going to be a special show. I'm uh, I'm excited. We have special guests with us tonight. Can't wait for you guys to meet them. The way you smile, girl, you just complete me. I wanted to play something special for you. So the song is actually by Junie. It's called For You. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome again. You have just tuned in to Q's Lounge. We're going to be getting started here in just a moment. I see the room filling up, so I appreciate you guys. Make sure you share the link. Tonight's show is going to be an exceptional show. It's coming straight from the heart, as always. So if you're on YouTube, share it. If you're on Facebook, share the share the link. Twitter, share the link. Tag a friend in the chat. And if it's your first time, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host. I'm Q. Welcome to Q's Lounge. And um, I just want to tell you guys, I am so excited to be back. I was here. Well, actually, I checked in with you last night. So for those of you that got a chance to to tune in last night, um, you can tell um, I'm pretty excited. A lot of a lot of marketing went out for today's show. Um, But just before we get, you know, before we get started, um, I want to kind of recap. Last week, um, we talked about um, anger management. And I had a good friend of mine, Raul, who's going to be back with us today as well. And one of the things that, um, you know, that spoke to me, you know, from, from last week's show was, was how important it is for us to get a grip of our anger. If you have anger problems, if you don't really think you have an anger problem, um, being in tune, you know, with your anger issues, and making sure that you have healthy anger is super important. So um, a big takeaway for me that's been actually still kind of resonating with me and anyone that didn't see that show, go back and check that one. Um, if this is your first time, um, you know, watching Q's Lounge, I want to welcome you once again. Um, this space is set up for um, it's just it's 
Q's Lounge is a space for us to, to vibe. It's our space to share, to be vulnerable, to be honest. Um, and tonight, um, we're going to do that. And so this is definitely a, definitely a place also, too, for growth and, and for, and uh, let's see, we're going we're gonna to change the tune up a little bit. But um, this is definitely a space that we're going to, you know, we're going to vibe and we're going to share um, a lot of different, um, here we go, a lot of different stories and experiences and coming straight from the heart. You know, for me as as the as the host, I always consider everything is a matter of the heart. And this topic tonight, you know, the uh, the show is something that um, I just can't wait to get. You know what? I'm just gonna. What we're gonna do is go ahead and just get started. So tonight, I have um, two guests tonight. Last week, you you got a chance to meet my friend um, Raul. He's back again this week, and then also we have a special guest, Jesse also known as Lesser Sparrow. And I'll just go ahead and welcome them on. Welcome, fellas. Raul, welcome back. Jesse, welcome, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. And um, just for some of you guys know, um, I'm on the West Coast, Raul's on the West Coast, and and Jesse is here um, from, Jesse, where are you? You're from New York City, is that correct? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Hear you well. Hear you well. All right, you're on mute. All right. Well, Raul, why don't you do me a favor while Jesse's getting his um, his mic and headphones together? Um, let the people know who you are. I think we have your uh, your bio up. Oh yeah, my man is. <laughs> you should be properly introduced as AKA. Gangsta Flow. So, Gangsta Flow, welcome back to the show. <laughs> you better believe that. So, uh, Raul is a husband, eight years, father of a three-year-old daughter, is an educator, uh, passion for the arts, emotional intelligence, and personal development. Did we get that right? That's right. Thank you, sir. Yes. Welcome back, sir. I told everybody you're going to be back. I wasn't playing. <laughs> so, you're going to be back for many more shows, too. Thank and, uh, Jesse, are you... Uh, are you can all, you, you, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you. All right, beautiful. Awesome. Uh, yeah, super happy to be here. Um, yes. My name is Jesse, uh, aka Lester Sparrow. That's uh, the name I use uh, when I'm making music. And yeah, like I said, I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. All right, so Jesse is a uh, also a husband. Uh, been married for three years. Has a a fairly newborn of 11 months old and a former educator as well, middle school writing um, for seven years and passion for things that are music. So he's a, I think he's, how many instruments do you play, Jesse? Oh man. Um, I mean, mostly I'm, I'm a guitarist and a piano player, but um, I don't know if you, if you hand me something, I can, I can usually try to make some kind of sound out of it. Um, Jack of all trades, master of none, kind of a thing. Awesome. Well, let's let's start off with let's start off with where you two, because this story is gonna we're gonna get into it in just a bit. But how did you two? Because I I met Jesse through Raul, and Raul met Jesse through TikTok. And so one of the things I want to talk about because there's a lot of people who think like they don't know what TikTok is. Can you guys talk? Can, Raul, you have a pretty good fan base, and Jesse, you've been on a, on there a lot longer than I have, because um, it's definitely a you know a great platform for artists. But can you guys talk about TikTok and 
why TikTok and because people are, are, are used to Facebook and used to Instagram and they're like, what's this TikTok thing? So can you tell them a little bit about TikTok? Jesse, you want to you want to start? You want me to start? Um, well, you you you've got you've got way more followers than I do, so you're gonna start it off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in the blank. So I started TikTok, I think a year ago, approximately a year ago, and I dabbled, and I I honestly, to be to be quite frank, I thought I don't have time for yet another application no time for another app and then i stopped i put out a few videos and i stopped and then i kept hearing and and this is this is exactly how it went i kept hearing gary v saying post on tiktok post on tiktok post on tiktok and i and i and i said all right i'm gonna i'm gonna start posting on tiktok and i did and i don't know where i got a hundred a hundred videos from the number a hundred but somewhere along the lines i heard post a hundred videos online so you can get it all out of your system right and this is in spite of the fact that i've been on i've acted before before i don't know if you remember from last show quite night one of my degrees is in is in film and so i've acted I've, I've been behind the scenes and and so you can argue that i you know and i tend to well i'm a teacher like jesse and being in front of a of a group of people is not anything difficult for me but this is a different space right and so anyway it took a little while for me to get the jitters out but so after i got rolling I, I honestly thought i'm going to be here for probably another year before i start seeing traction even though i've been on the other social medias for some time and it took one video really it really took one video and in a matter of three days it just shot up to i don't know i think it was like seven thousand people and then within the next several days after that it it was basically where it is right now and so ever since then i've been just continuing to post mainly here even though i want to as you know really know the next step is is one of uh, one of the next steps anyway is to come come with a or start the podcast with my wife and ramp up ig and, and youtube as well but that's basically how that started and that's where i met jets and and to be uh, well, Jesse, maybe you can help me figure out how it is we met. I don't know who followed who first. I, I that escaped me. I can you can you guys hear me? Yeah, your mic is lower than it was before. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out my setting a little bit. Sounds better. All right, great. Um, yeah. Well, I definitely connected with you, Raul, um, because your videos on gentle parenting definitely like spoke to me um as as a new dad um the algorithm very slowly started to remove dancing kids and more people talking about music and um and parenting and teaching was what i started and honestly that's what changed the game for me with tiktok um as being like oh whoa this this is a platform about discovery and as somebody who recently released uh, an album, I released Lesser Sparrow in, in August. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I wasn't immediately on TikTok um, for the ramp up to that release or even after that release. But I started to I started to check it out, like like probably both of you, like at a distance, kind of like, I don't know. Uh, elder millennial, like I don't yeah. know if I can do another 
platform here, but you know, not I, I sometimes I find like I sound silly, but TikTok is a whole different beast and it's really powerful. And the fact that the three of us are talking right now is because TikTok is a different kind of platform and it's about discovery. On Instagram, I feel like I'm talking to the same 100, 200 people every time. And as a musician, sometimes I'm a little humble to a fault and I'm just like, do these, does everybody want to keep seeing this? My right. album's out. Come listen to this. Come to this show. And TikTok, it just puts you in front of brand new people all the time. It puts you in front of people who are interested in the kind of things that you're doing, whether it be music, whether it be gentle parenting, whether it be mental health. And um, or the arts or, or the, the arts. arts or the arts. You can go on and on. There's all yeah. these different <laughs> sub communities. And um I've been really blown away by it, and I'm now able to get my music to a larger audience. And to be honest, I did join TikTok to promote my music, but honestly, I feel like at this point, I'm I now am. It's more of just a place where I get to connect with people, yeah. and uh, the promotion stuff is like whatever. And now I just get to sometimes I'll share songs, sometimes I'll just say what's on my mind, and it's and it connects you and like. The thing that happened with Raul, which I, I know we're, we'll get into, uh, yeah. it's just a beautiful example of, of that. And yeah. so, yeah, it's been very cool. Yeah, you know, TikTok to me has felt like, um, you know, being that my background was music business and entertainment. And man, if we could have had social media, you know, decades ago, I don't know where I'd be today. Um, but we're here today now. And, you know, the opportunity on uh, TikTok is to there's a lot more you have a lot more end of freedom, you know, than you do um, than you did before because you had to, you know, book shows and do all these other things to get in front of people. And one of the things that, you know, that um, that drew me to this topic tonight was um, was Raul. Um, you know, he's a he's a good friend of mine, as you guys know from last show. We go back over 20 years of, of relationship. Um, he's a very dynamic um, individual because you see him as he is and he's in character right now. <laughs> and, and so and so he's going to have a multitude of characters, but we're only going to probably see only like two or three of them. Um, and so I want to say the, you know, for me, the connection is through the arts, which to me, I, I always I have this strong feeling about music and how music is spiritual, you know, and how it has healing power, you know. And so um, I am, you know, one of the things I admire about it, about Raul is, is like what Jesse said is like, he's out there, he's putting in the work, you know? And so he took a leap of faith, which, which was encouraging to me. And I'm going to, and this is what happened was he steps out to do a, um, a collaboration because on TikTok, you can do duets, right? Which, you know, Jesse put out a, a song, an instrumental and had no lyrics to it and generally when that happens on tiktok the person that is duetting is usually singing over it or right. rapping right somebody who's an artist is showing you know showing their skills well raul and i are pretty tight you know and i really like the work that he does around emotional intelligence and this guy messes around and does something that he doesn't normally do and i'm like you know and i write a little bit you know and so um he goes and reads poetry and then he was brave enough to say you know what 
I don't know if this is okay. I don't know if this is okay because most people sing. He knows the rules, the the unspoken rules for TikTok. Then he goes and does some poetry, and I I'm listening to him, and I'm like, man, this brother got this brother can write. <laughs> and I'm being, you know, I don't know the I don't know anything about the storyline, but I can just his cadence, the words. Um, there's one there's one part of it that um that really got me without knowing the storyline just the way that you say said a particular word and i said to myself you know what i'm gonna take this track and i'm gonna get on it i'm gonna read some of my poetry right <laughs> and and then it stopped um raul do you want to pick up and tell them what happened next yes and then can i go back and then give you my my version of it or yeah 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 go ahead because that's my version so far so so far hold on so so far the music started all this jesse did some work did a you know put together an instrumental piece yep. and then raul picked it up so go ahead and tell me what happened and, and then so to answer your question quailin the reason it it stopped if i'm not mistaken it stopped for you because jesse came back after i added my piece and and added his bow or his cherry on top and you, Quaylen, thought, oh, I can't, I can't touch this anymore. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. It, it, this thing is sacred now. Like, I'm like, I was, I was ready. I was like, I'm, I'm going to give myself 24 hours. I'm going to show Raul that I got skills. I, I can write too. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was going to like, and I wanted Jesse to see me and Raul without it. We're, we're, not, we're not competing, but it was so good that I was so inspired. Right. You know, that's why we're here. And yep. I wanted to get on it. But then when jesse added to what you had you know had did what you presented i was just like i can't i can't touch this um we're gonna show the clip jesse you got anything you want to say before we before we real show the quick, clip quick, real oh, go quick, ahead go ahead uh if i if i'm not mistaken i think you and i had spoken before jesse added his final piece right okay yeah right and then we said yeah. yes you should go ahead and add to it yeah and then and then jesse beat you to the punch but but the thing that happened is, well, I guess we can we can actually talk about where I was after you after they hear the clip. Well, yeah, you know, one thing I want to say too, and this is still linked to this conversation that we're gonna have. But Raul, you gave me a key to like going ahead and doing something I would have never even done because I don't sing. You know what I mean? And the track wasn't one to rap over or anything like that, but I write, you know what I mean? I've done open mics and, you know, eventually I want to do more on social media with that. And I was getting ready to until you ruined it all. But, um, <laughs> so, but you, you, you making that step almost gave me permission just by the fact that you did that. So that's really powerful because whatever was happening on you. So, um, Jesse, did you have anything that you want to say before we show the clip? All I want to say is I have plenty more instrumentals in my pocket, Q. So right. you, you get on that next one. All right, I got you guys Quick. here. We're live on Q's Lounge. I'm up next. So we're gonna go ahead and show the go ahead and show the clip.
So, Raul, you want to go ahead and pick up or what What the, the inspiration and motivation behind stepping out there to write what you wrote? So, after Jesse friended me on TikTok, I, I started uh, going through your, your feed and I that night I got to Spotify and... I thought I'm 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 liking I'm liking what I feel right now. And it's not just now because I've always appreciated that sound and I I, I think that you later on posted Jesse a video of a response to someone asking you what kind of music do you put out? And I think you said Tom Petty and forgot who else it was, but uh, uh Tom York, I think you said. Right. Yeah, that right. was you, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the Toms. Right, I don't know if that was like you find like did that on uh, YouTube or whatever, but anyway, it it spoke to me and 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 what you what you came up with. Uh, again, I was going through the feed and I I listened to it and I just immediately fell in love with it. And at the time, I sat down to write something. I was going to write a poem about the miscarriage that my wife and I have been going through or had and I saw this piece I heard this piece and I thought I wonder if I could write something and I think I was going to maybe send it to you Jesse and, and just ask you do you think that you would be able to use this but but then I thought I think I should I, do, I think I should do something because it was just like I think it was saying can you use me something not even asking me I think it was just telling me use me I'm here use me somehow and then so I started writing. I just I just started writing and 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 the the interesting thing about it is when I when I uh, when I actually recorded it, I didn't have any headphones. So I couldn't hear myself over it even though I had planned it and I had timed it to the best of my ability. Again, I'm not a musician, but I thought I want to have some sort of tempo here that matches what you're doing right or at least you know dances with your melody mm. and so I, I i rehearsed it a couple of times and it, and then i thought okay I'm, I'm okay with it and then when i plugged in my mic i thought oh i don't have headphones so how am i going to hear this and so anyway it it happened the way it was you, you thought it was cool and and i appreciated it but but this was a response to not only your melody which quite frankly just brought me in and I think I don't think it was going to let me go and so I ended up writing it and basically then the rest is history then then here we are and then Jesse you can you can take over from here and and, and add what you did yeah yeah there's just this um beautiful game of tennis that I think we played with being inspired by each other because something in my music and that instrumental inspired you to write that um and i had 
actually when I first heard what you had put down and and what you were speaking about it, it I thought you it was sort of like I thought it was like a love poem to maybe a wife or a girlfriend. Um, but then you start to listen to it more, and I think you added some words, uh, and realize, and then I realized it was about uh, a child that you lost, and then was totally overcome with that, and just this beautiful divine sort of back and forth. Um, you had no idea when you wrote that poem to my music that that was an experience that I also, my wife and I, went through. Uh, about two years ago now, and um, and you know I think it's an experience that I'm le I learned then, and I'm still learning that a lot of pe people go through, and there's a lot of stigma. And I think it for me it was a beautiful opportunity to both um, kind of break through that stigma on a platform, be like this is a thing that happens. And, and also to personally, um, I think I was put in a place where I, I was actually really allowed to grieve it in a new and deeper way than I had ever up until that point. So doing it through poetry and music, it, it makes sense. And then I felt, I was like, I have to do more to this. I have to... Um, I had the same basic react like th there's something magical here and beautiful and the words I'm with you just it came right to me and because it was like Raul I'm with you uh, anybody who's hearing this who it's touching I'm with you and more than anything it gave me a chance to connect with that child uh, I'm I'm with you I hadn't really done that and it got very emotional and it was very beautiful. And I allowed myself to really think about this you. And I, it, you know, it came from, from your poem. Your poem did that, went through that same thought process and that grief and that, that mourning that I think a lot of us, particularly men, we just don't allow ourselves to do. Um, we don't have the tools. And so yeah. it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, you know, so the um, tonight's show is called The B-Side to Love. And um, there's a lot of ways that we love. And a lot of times men, you know, to Jesse's point, we're often in the role of, you know, holding space and, and sometimes holding back, you know. And the beautiful thing about, you know, that attracted me to wanting to, to, wanting to meet Jesse, you know, when I, when I heard the story that... Once I once I saw Raul's poem and then I saw what Jesse put together and knowing that these two don't even know each other at all and this collaboration just kind of came together, it felt something weird to me. It was like, this feels divine because they don't know each other, but they're both feeling this almost exact same feeling. And it's one of those things where, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, you know me I'm on all things matters of the heart is where I'm at. And so I was just intrigued by the fact that how are these two people that don't know each other like so connected, you know? And and so when I think about the B side of love, there's so much that goes unsaid, compromises, sacrifices, 
you know, things that we don't even know how, you know, how to speak on certain things. We don't have the words doesn't mean that we don't, you know, that we don't love, you know, as men. And so I asked Raul, like, once I saw this connection and knew that they didn't know each other, because I'm, I'm a, you know, the 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 um, divinity of it, I, I was like, ask him, because I knew Raul, <laughs> as he's my guy, like, ask Jesse if he would like to, you know, connect, all three of us, because I want to talk about this. Because what Jesse shows on when you when you read when you read what he wrote up over what Raul was saying was that he was wanting to he was finally getting a chance to to release some some feelings and talk about some things that he never got a chance to talk about. And so I was like, you know what, we need to come on in a space and and talk about men and our emotions. You know, fertility is a it, it, it's not just a new thing. You know what I mean? This is something that's fertility issues have been a problem for people for a long time and challenges, I should say. But to have an emotion and have pain for men and have a place that's safe and they use, you know, you use poetry to be able to express yourself and you being able to see yourself. And I just felt like, you know, how, you know, how great is that for you to have this, the, you know, this outlet we talked about last week, having our outlets to be able to, to deal with an emotion and also have somebody you don't even know um, to help you with that. You know what I mean? By him opening up, sharing his emotions and being willing. And I still don't know, you know, what got into Raul because he's a man. He's not supposed like, you know what I mean? Like society tells him, you're not going to get on here and just, you know, spill all your guts about the, the one sacred thing between, you know, you and your wife. And usually it's something that a man is, you know, again, holding space and not really having the emotions. And so um, the B side of love, fellas, um, the uh, the poetry that you have have shared has touched my heart. So, so Raul, um, you had to get permission. Did you have to get permission to to share your to write this poetry? And what does your wife think about it? And how has it been since you know when you wrote it? And then what was her reaction to Jesse's you know um, response? Sure. Well. Poetry has always been therapeutic for me. And when I say always, I, I don't mean always, always, technically always. I mean since the loss of my mom. So as you know, Quaylen and some of your listeners know, I lost my mom when I was 20. And poetry was what I turned to in writing, prose, and, and eventually other things, two stories and whatnot. But, but it was poetry that was my escape or explanation. And... At the time, I didn't know anything about poetry. I just started writing. And then I amassed, I don't know how many poems I have now, but I'm still writing. And it's one of the things that I've always gone to when anything's on my mind, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And it's one of the things that I promoted on, on my TikTok channel as far as therapy goes. And it's what I've suggested to my wife. And she she started doing that too and it's and it's really tremendously helped her and so we've talked about a couple of things just to make sure that we're both on the same space same headspace regarding what what we can share or not i mean basically everybody has the same core experience but then there's nuance in everybody's actual experience right there's even differences between her and i even though we live in the same house and we talk to each other and we know what's going on 
there are times where we're both lonely because at the end of the day, yes, I can hug her and be there as much as I can, but at the end of the day, she's going to have to experience those emotions on her own. Like I can't get inside her and take them away or, or cry with her, so to speak. Right? I can cry alongside her, but not in the same way, right? And and so loneliness has been has been something that I think I, I speak for myself, but well, my wife too, because she, we, we both agree on that part of it. And Jesse, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. But it it's it, it was it was something that was sort of second nature, right? I was going to do something, I just didn't know what to do, and and what started it all was the melody. Is, is, am I right, Jesse? Is it melody? Is that what you came up with? Is that what that's called? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And just the I don't know what it's called, but just the, the sound and however it spoke to me. I'm curious to find out from you where where you were mentally and emotionally when you when you was when you sat down i don't know if you sat down that night and did that or what but but when i heard it i just thought this is going to make me cry and i think it did make me cry which, which is where I, I don't know if, you know it was before during or after but i i'm almost positive that it did because i've always been very close to music in that regard it's it's the other part that has gotten me through a lot including the loss of my parents uh, and this song was was no no exception, clearly, and this now was for something else, right? And I, it's it's fun and it's interesting, and I appreciate knowing what you meant by "I'm with you," because we, my wife and I, felt those "I'm with you," those three "I with you," right? For for you, for everybody else, and, and for the loss. And so that that was giving me chills right now when you were telling me that because it sort of stamped for me. Yeah. That this was a, what I was feeling was what you were feeling or what you meant. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling the feelings as well. Um, kind of revisiting that and hearing hearing the effect that it had. Um, yeah, I think. And sorry, just and just to, just to add, because I know Kellen, you asked me how my wife reacted. So when yeah. when yeah. she heard both of them, she instantly started started crying for obvious reasons. And then when yeah. she heard Jesse's uh, bit at the end. Uh, but that I mean I think I just took it over the top it was it was almost unbearable right but in a in a good cathartic way uh, but it yeah. was a, a piece that really moved us even with I mean you just said two words that's all you said right and or no um, three um, and it, it speaks to the power of words right and, and the power of emotion yeah and it started because for me anyway that I was I was vulnerable and, and I'm okay with that. And I, I have my parents in particular, my mom to thank because I think she raised uh, a person who was okay in that space. And I've never really struggled with that. I've had some, you know, ebb and flow of life. And then my wife has certainly helped me to be more comfortable with that. But I'm curious to find out where you were, Jesse, with, with regard to that melody. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, as you're kind of talking through and thinking about where some of my own like strength and like courage to be vulnerable, I think is directly connected to my wife and um, how she what how she moved through this experience and this loss um, and her incredible strength. And I 
certainly took her lead. And, you know, she decided shortly after to be pretty public with her friends and social media about her experience and our experience uh, with that loss, um, which I, at the time I didn't know exactly, I, you know, that that's how she would be, but it was sort of incredible because um, we both just got like this outpouring of thank yous and stories and like I said a little earlier, I, I she was so strong and so um, steadfast in, in trying in her small way to break that stigma that miscarriage is something that's taboo and shouldn't be talked about, that we should feel ashamed and that you just kind of sweep it under the rug and hope for the next time. And, and so her strength, and again, that was a year plus ago so it wasn't at the front of my mind but i know that her strength allowed me to hear that and be like okay i i feel okay i i checked in with her of course before um i posted it although i i had a feeling that she she would be okay with it and, and she was and it meant a lot to her as well and um and and then i and i also thought it was a great opportunity to not only bring up this break through the taboo of miscarriage in general, but to also speak particularly through the lens of a man and how men deal with it and facing my own reality of how, Oh shit. shit I don't, I don't think I really dealt with this completely. I'm turning that lens on myself lately. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm going through stuff. I'm about to turn 40. I'm, I'm reevaluating a lot of things, um, capitalism, uh, male, the patriarchy, right. race. It's you know, and I think it's a, it's both what's happening in the world. The COVID has allowed me to all of us to reflect, and I think being a new dad and turning a chapter, I'm just like, you know what? I've been. We've all been raised in this these certain ways, and we've just taken it. Um, and there's just this new thing that's arising in me that like, wait, like there's other ways and there's other ways to look at things. And I'm just trying to get more in touch with myself. And I did not think that that silly little, um, not to call it silly, but that little instrumental, which I just thought somebody would maybe sing over or play piano over never in a million years that I think it would lead to that. But again, it just speaks to the power of, of music and poetry and art to connect us to each other. And ultimately it connected me back to myself. Like, whoa, I never really mourned um, this loss. And I'm so grateful that I got to like go back and really have that moment and I'm still having it. And it even brings more joy to me with the daughter that I have now. And it's just, it's come full circle. It's really beautiful and yeah, I just, you know, the um, it was a love poem. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about grieving and the emotion of loss, but it was it was literally a love poem. And, um, you know, for me as a man, I was just really just taken back, Raul. Um, the part where you say, I, I don't know how you said it, but you the way you said giggles, <laughs> it got me. And and then again, like Jesse 
listening to your, you know, to your poem, I was trying to figure out who this was too, you know? And I, I think I asked you, you know, and then just finding that the connection between the two, I'm like, it's, this was a love poem and this is love that's loss. It's a loss, you know? And I don't know, you know, I've never been in your situation, um, in your shoes, but I, I just wonder for a man when you have to, you want to ground your wife, you know, um, and you want to be there for her. And then yes. this is also something that you're experiencing too, you know, but in being there for her, you can almost like in most cases, when we go to, you know, when someone's grieving, we come to their need and we kind of like hold, you know, hold back. Um, like, what was that like for you guys? Because you still, like Jesse said, I'm like, I don't know how long it's taken till that, till this poem was written, but I go, what was that? What was that? What was that feeling for yourself? Like the emotion that was unresolved, you know what I mean? Because we talked last week about how we're going to have losses and, you know, we're going to lose people that are dear to us and their grief is never going to go away. Right. But this is something that generally when this happens, the man is not centered in the same capacity that the, you know, that the wife or woman is, is centered. And so just, um, what, what was that like for you? And then, you know, where you are now with your emotions, how is, you know, has this experience helped you in any way in dealing with your emotions? Because oftentimes, like, to be honest with you, as a man, I'm trying to figure out, you know, even how to meet her needs. You know, what does she actually need? Because she's internalized the, you know, a child. She's internalized the, the love loss in a deeper way, right? And so I'm just wondering, like, you know, what what was on your mind? Like, what, you know, what was on your mind then? And has any of that helped you to, to be more expressive? And are you, um, and have you gotten help for it too? Yeah, I can answer that real quick, Ro, and then and then if you want to also add, but I think this experience of of the music and the poem allowed me to finally reflect on what I how I did sort of behave in that moment. And of course, like I grieved initially, but I know I recognize that I really very quickly like shut that part off of me in a way in order I felt like it was really important to again kind of like stand that that strength and and be that rock in a sense and i've poured a lot into making sure that you know my wife felt supported and and i'm i wouldn't i don't that's of course an, a, a a valuable thing and i and i'm glad that i did that but i think what i'm recognizing is i didn't really give any of that energy just to myself. Um, and I think that's just, again, something I'm working on in general. Um, and that was just another example of where I sort of leave myself out of the equation, even though I lost the child as well, it, you know, and I think for me, it's just continuing to like recognize that and, and grow and give myself, because if I'm feeling better and feeling stronger, then I have more to give, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. I've been very in tune with my emotions for some time. And sometimes 
when I think about it at length, this particular situation, for example, because I know how loss feels and it's, it's, it's trying, right? It's, it's an exhausting experience. I've, I've gone to, to the extent that I wish I, I could have been the one who carried the baby to, to, to get some of that off of my wife. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds right. No, Obviously no. It cannot happen, but, 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 but if I experience the way, if I'm having the experience that I'm having, being in tune with my feelings, I, I can't imagine what my wife is doing. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I, I don't think even what, what I can imagine it, I think it's a hundred times worse than that. And that just really tears me up inside. And I, I know Jesse, you probably agree with me that in, and we try to do this. We try to soften the blow, I guess, by doing whatever else we can. Right. But you feel helpless. Ultimately. Right. right. And in that helplessness, you're, you, you're not really helping anybody in a sense, you know, or you're doing the best that you can, but yeah, that, that helpless feeling. I, I really connect with that feeling of wanting to take that pain, you know? And I think that was really what was at the front of my mind during that. And again, sort of neglecting my, what I had to deal with and just being like, let me, how can I take this away? Which I couldn't, you know? And I think it leaves you in a, a really weird space. Let me ask you guys yeah. something. And oh, good. What did, what did your wives want at that time? Because like as men, we want to take it away. Let me take the pain away. What did she ask? What did they ask for? Right? Because sometimes as men, we can we can be thinking we like the idea of being able to take this on is crazy, right? But that's an auto. That's an automatic feeling that I would have myself. But what did they want? Because you can't take it away. What was she asking for? Uh, well, you know, what, Ben, I think I think that response is not just a response that men have because uh, that's my, what's what, what my wife thinks sometimes. She just wants to fix it, right? She wants to fix something instead of just listening to me or, or vice versa. And I think that's how we are in general, not even as a certain culture, but I think in general, just on earth, we just want to fix it. We just want to hurry up and fix it, even though there are, Oftentimes there's no fix. There, you just you just have to listen, right? Listen and be an empathetic listener. And oftentimes you'll find that, or at least in my experience, that really if there's if I'm going to say that if there's one thing that works, it's a hug, a hug. Or to be specific to your question, Quaylen, she just wanted a hug and to cry together and to tell her that that we're going to be fine and that that we just. We have to cry. We have to cry and we have to, in the beginning, we did set off time, her and I, in the evenings. We have, we have our toddler and that's that's been, for me anyway, arguably, and I, and I think she's she's also in agreement that it's been one of, if not the, the most difficult thing to deal with because you can only share so much, right? You can't just start crying whenever because you have a child who can pick up energy and who can sense what's going on to, to a large degree, more so than we give them credit for. And at the same time, we have to marry that with the reality that 
it's okay to show emotion as a parent, but you got to weather it somehow to, to not overdo it. And that's, you know, that has been the, the most difficult thing. And, and overall for me, this experience has now been, has now eclipsed what I felt with when I lost my mom and even my dad. But at the time that was, I couldn't think of anything worse to go through. And now this has, has overshadowed that. And to a, to a degree, to a point that I never imagined. I, I heard about it. I knew it existed. That obviously existed. It never in a million years think it's going to happen to you. And then it does. And I was absolutely just uh, torn. I was torn up inside and I, I didn't have any words. And, and so it helped that her and I sat down for, it wasn't very long. I think maybe for the first week or so, we sat down every night and we cried together and we talked about it. And I know that helped. And in the ensuing days and weeks, her talking about it has helped her, I know, and it's helped me. So uh, that, that's how it was for me. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about a lot of men aren't like the two of you. So even though there's a lot of things that are, you know, it, generally speaking, there's a lot of men who, and relationships, people that are in relationships where they can't sit down and just have these conversations. You know, these are heavy. We talked about it last week. You know, like it's hard to be in a loving relationship if you can't talk about difficult things. And there's a lot of men who are willing to be this vulnerable to share like you guys have. And I really appreciate you guys, you know, sharing this story, um, your your stories. But I kind of want to talk about for men, um, you know, want to tear down some of these walls, man. Like because we need to we need to be able to meet our wives and, and be able to meet our kids. You know, and there's some things that that are holding us back, you know, and it sounds like, you know, collectively we kind of have, you know, um, a good sense of communication, a good skill set foundation. But what do you think is preventing men from connecting at this level? Because I don't want to take for granted what you have, because what you have is not what the entire land has. You know, right. we talked I talked to you about it last week, Raul, about you that walk with you and your wife. And the way that you bond with her, it's not common, you know, and there's a lot of men like, you know, for Jesse, I felt like, you know, you, we, we can free someone, you know what I mean? Just by sharing, you know, some of these ideas of what, what you, what's working for you, because there are some people that don't know that a hug will just be enough. You know what I mean? And they're still stuck on, I want to fix it. And so, cause they can't fix it. They're, they're angry on the inside. And so when I say it's the B-side of love, it's like we're, we're having a heart, like any any album where there's a B-side, sometimes you never hear about it because there's no way to get it out, right? And so I'm, so I'm like, I'm hoping with this show that we can share some words, share some ideas, share some experiences and tools so we can get, we can get these emotions out, especially as men, because what's, what society has said about men you know, that we're not sensitive, that we don't cry, you know, and that we that we just think about ourselves. In reality, sometimes, to be honest with you, there are people that and I, you know, that don't give the space to allow for you to say, Hey babe, what do you need? What can I do for you? And they don't give the space because they're hurting so bad and they don't like we talked about last week. 
they don't know how to ask for for help and receive the help. So I just want to just, you know, for you guys who are, you know, you're having the communication with your wife, you've been through a trial that's, you know, um, it's a really difficult thing to go through. I can't, like I said, I, I don't know exactly what it's like, but I do know that you're getting through it. And there are people not even able to have a conversation to connect with the one they said that they love, but they love them. And there's this barrier. So any suggestions, any ideas of how to break this down, break away from it? Well, I mean, yeah, sure. It's a big, it's a big one. And I think um, it is a very sort of personal journey. And I think everyone has to sort of reflect and move through their upbringing and their childhood, which I think Raul, you talk about this a lot in your videos, just like how crucial those early years are and how much they cement uh, the way that you live your life as an adult. And I think, um, I think luckily I grew up in a family that like was very supportive and I think allowed me to be emotional. So I think I got like a nice starting, like a head start in a sense, um, but still inundated with our culture and what it means to be a man and going through high school and college and, and it's, you're just inundated with toxic masculinity and what it means. And, and I think I'm, I think the first thing is to just identify that, like, there's, there's no end point. I'm still, I feel very much at the beginning of this journey. There's so much more growth that I need to make as a man, as a partner. Um, I constantly need to do better. Um, and I think knowing that is a great place to start. And um, I think I think now, more than any time in history, you have places where you can go, where you can you can hear and you can learn. TikTok is one of many um, where you and I think that's been really helpful to me. It's like you start to be reinforced with things that maybe you're questioning and and yeah i mean i think every individual sort of has to come up against their own sort of demons and their their own experiences but i think that's the first step is to just sort of start start questioning start looking back start admitting some things that like you're unhappy with maybe your your partner is unhappy with your children are unhappy with whatever it is and just slowly continue on that journey um and there's no end to it you know i think you just got to know that and um that's a great way to start i agree i think that's a, a fabulous and probably in my opinion if i had to i would say it's the only place to start you you must do what you just said jesse because otherwise it it won't start to happen the, the ball won't start rolling no matter what what you read and where you get it from what you watch who you listen to at the end of the day you have to do that work yourself exactly what you said you have to admit you have to look in the mirror uh i mean in in many regards going to a therapist is just looking at a mirror especially since they can't really tell you what to do right but by law they really can't tell you what to do but if you do what you said, Jesse, in spite of the fact that you've had a good upbringing, and and I I, I can attest to that too. We we had our issues, but sure. But I think by and large, 
we had a, uh, a good base and that's that's a great advantage we're gonna admit that but at the same time it does not say or mean that you cannot sort of turn it around on your own right because you can but i agree with you 100 so it's got to start from within and then you you can start to see change and that'll get you excited about more change and wanting to know more and, and admitting like you said that you don't know what you think you know right but but it'll it'll keep going and, and it'll work itself out like many other things do fellas tell me um how has this experience helped you because i just imagine this is a something that is a longing you know that you're going to you know, be reflected on in your lives forever. But how is this experience, Raul, you getting to a point to put your your pen to paper and, and put your poetry out there? And Jesse, you, you know, you reading what he, you know, taking in what he wrote and then finding out that, you know, finding out you guys have so much more like in common, you know? And then we're here because of your connection, you know, we're here, you know, we're here because you were, you went through something that I'm like, this is, this is something that is breaking a lot of relationships up. How you deal with it, not just the, not just the tragedy of it all, but how you deal with it, you know, because a lot of people don't deal with loss the way you got, the way we described it today. Right. But I also know we don't live in a bubble. Right. And I also want to ask for you guys, how is this connection that you've made serve one another um and it's only been since i'm not sure how long the the you know the post went up but i, I feel like we're still healing are you guys still healing i mean where are you at um well tomorrow um it would have been our due date oh wow wow um, wow and wow. so you're you're definitely right but we're still healing it's like I said, it, it continues to be one of the most, at, at, like at this point, the most difficult thing I have ever gone through, at least in my later years. And so the day that my wife was, went in for, to hear the first ultrasound was on, on Mother's Day in, in Mexico, which is uh, May 10th. And so that's now going to have an interesting meaning, right? And so it's interesting that we're doing that that we're doing this today because again, we would have been in a different place had the universe uh, looked a different way, right? And we're still healing, but this collaboration with Jesse has has only added to that, and I'm and I'm very grateful because to me it was another a gym session for me for therapy and for healing. The fact that that you put that out there, I grabbed onto it. I did whatever I was able to do, and I I am grateful. I'm appreciative of, of having had that opportunity, and then my wife, by extension, because I've always said we're all a part of something bigger. And this is this is what I'm talking about right here. How is it that you and I, Jesse, not knowing each other, uh, have have a lot in common, right? And and I've found that out quickly as as I've gone through your feed. And in many ways, I thought I'm, I'm, sp I'm speaking to a different version of me mm. right? just by going through your feet and listening to your music and, and wondering what you're thinking at the, 
at the time when you're writing this music or making these films. Sure. So it's been very therapeutic for me, very, very cathartic, still healing, still talking about it, still very cognizant of the fact that we have to continue to make time for this to to mourn and to and to heal in whatever way we can. And, and, a, and a big part of that is, is through music, is through art, is through poetry, is through contact, is through hugs. Yeah. And it's been it's been a process definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, thank you for saying that, all that Raul. Um I think for me, um, I'm think two things are coming to my mind. First, I think being able to work through these feelings and the 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 collaboration was the spark. Um, it's healing, and if I'm healing, I'm bringing that into being a better dad for my daughter Nina and being able to experience that and to heal from it only makes me cherish my daughter more think about her be present uh if i catch myself drifting away um all of those things are just part of this really beautiful process uh that i had no like again no idea that what what i was embarking on and i think the second thing on a bigger level one thing i'm working on as a musician i love making the art i really dislike selling the art that part of it is is very hard to me i'm kind of humble to a fault and this is another example where i get to recognize how powerful it is just to put things out into the world and when you do and you you and, and raul you did you did a similar thing you were you weren't sure but you decided like this is my voice and it has value and i'm recognizing that uh, even though I release records, I'm still trying to convince myself that I have value and I'm putting it out there and this and look at the beautiful things that happen when we do. And we're all here together because we both allowed ourselves to be vulnerable. And it's just another little notch for me, like if I'm ever like, ah, oh, this is this isn't perfect. This isn't that good. I don't know it's going to resonate with somebody because we all have really powerful voices because they're just unique. And, um, and that is something I'm taking with me forever. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to just, um, we're going to be wrapping up, but if I just wanted to say how important the heart is, because we talked about the triggers last week in a negative way right? How it can create anger. But the trigger um, creates a vulnerability that can create this poetry, create the, the track that created the poetry, that created the connection back to you to look at healing, to now be on this platform trying to promote healing and dealing with our emotions and dealing with um, a heavy thing like miscarriage. You know what I mean? And so I just want to advocate for the arts today. Um, Jesse, don't worry about the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Sorry, I, I gave up on that a while. <laughs> right. And those that are, you know, those that, you know, that write, sing and do anything with art. Um, because we're, for me, I think the inspiration is something so spiritual and so internal. You know what I mean? You got to you got to do that thing. And sometimes, you know, sometimes 
the money and the fame and all these other worldly things will get in the way. So, um, yeah, it, it created, you know, it created a um, an avalanche because now you got a West Coast family, brother. Um, Love it. <laughs> yeah, Love you're it. out there in New York and you got you got your boy, Rob, you know, Gangsta Flow. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> and brother Q out here on the West on the West Coast. Uh, so, fellas, we, we're going to be uh, wrapping up. We want to be able to uh, give you uh, a chance to um, share with how people can get in contact with you. Raul, I'll go ahead and let you um, lead off. Well, I'm on all the socials. And right now, I'm, I'm primarily focused on TikTok only because it's the easiest thing to do, quite frankly. But I'm very passionate about just the human experience and the human spirit and what we're all about and how we how we tick and why we tick. And I appreciate opportunities like this and, and the opportunity that social media has given me to meet person who moved me. So again, thank you, Jesse. So I, if, you, if you catch me on, on TikTok, I, I am there trying to help us. And I say us because it's not just you who needs help. I need help too. And I'm a work yeah. in progress, just like all of us. And I try to help us as much as possible, including myself and my my circle and through the the lens that I have as, as a now as a parent but also as a as a teacher and as a person who's worn many hats over the years so uh, all the socials currently on TikTok my wife and I are are uh, slated to start a podcast in 2022 the be better yes. podcast so hopefully uh, Jesse can come on and be one of my guests or one of our love guests to. love to thank you Awesome. And Jesse, how about yourself? Yeah, well, um, I'm on all the socials as well. You just just throw Lester Sparrow into Google and you'll you'll find me or articles about birds. Um, but yeah, Lester Sparrow. Um, you can find my music on on Spotify. And yeah, I have a link tree there that will bring you to basically um, my record. Um, super proud of it. And um yeah, like I said, it's on all on all streaming platforms. So, and maybe you know, adding podcaster to uh, to my to my resume. This yeah. is now my second one. So, yeah, well, love gen it. gentlemen. I want to first of all just thank both of you for um, your vulnerability and your willingness. Um, like I said, Q's Lounge is a space for us to be vulnerable, to connect, um, to vibe, to grow, to learn. Um, Every time, you know, I do a podcast, I learn so much. And from you two, you know, the the spirit that you both have individually, it it influences me in a way that it's encouraging. Um, and I've um, I'm inspired. Jesse, hold me accountable for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, I will. Yeah, hold me accountable, Raul. I need. I, need, I can't wait. I can't wait. I need your I need your support. And so I, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll, I'll have such a dime like the two, the one you guys put together, but I'm going to go there. But I do want to thank your wives as well. Um, you know, this experience, you know, even yes. for your family mm -hmm. and for all those that, um, you know, that are watching from your TikTok and from your own social media. We thank you guys for uh, tuning in and just uh, I really appreciate you guys. This is something I want men to see men be men. This is manning up, fellas. This yeah. is manning up. So I just want to say thank you guys. And in Thank the you. words of Jesse Quellen, if you don't mind me adding, 
we we are with you. I know I'm paraphrasing because you said I am with you, but there's a lot of people who are affected by this, and we we are with you. But you have to be vulnerable so you can heal from within because it's the only way to do so. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, fellas. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank Take you, care. everybody. Thank you, Jesse. Right. Thank you, Quaylen. All right, thank you, brothers. <clears throat> so, um, this is this was a, a show that I was really been really excited about. I don't know if you follow me on social media. Um, there's a lot, you know. I'm um, I'm touched. The B side of love. Um, a lot of people sacrifice for one another. You know how do you how do you help a woman scorned by a miscarriage? We talked about we want to fix it. Somebody you love, you want to fix the thing that's broken and sometimes we can't fix it. So what do we do? And sometimes as a man and as a woman, we'll just grieve. This podcast today was a chance to just, you know, create a space, model a space that says, you know what? Bring all those emotions to the table. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what you did wrong. But let's bring it to the table. We've heard some really good, you know, helpful hints about communication and vulnerability and some household rules that they both that came from to allow them to be in this position right now to deal with grief. And there are many of us that don't have any skill sets to be able to deal with grief. We're dealing with it in a way where we're either hurting ourselves or we're hurting the one that we love. Um, to the women, the B side, a lot of men are not, they're not there yet. And and you may feel, um, you may feel alone, but I, I, there's a part of just, when you have the skill sets to love and you, you have the words and you know, you're brave enough to have a podcast. You're brave enough to be a musician and a teacher and you can express yourself. It, you have, you have a chance. Sometimes people are coming from places where they don't have, they don't have any words. They don't have even know what to do and think. And so fellas today, you know, Raul gave us a tip today. He's just, you know, talked about just holding her, giving the reassurance, the, the, the physical contact, you know, and, and just the presence alone. Don't try to have it all together, you know, but be present, you know, and, and also I, I just want to also say, you know, this show also, too, I want it to kind of center the man, but it's really hard to do this because this is not just a, you know, a man issue. This is, you know, this is something that women are struggling still today, even years, decades later after, you know, after miscarriage. And so I also just want to say to, you know, to um, women as well, you know, I've, I've been in. Um, I was married for a long time and um, we never had a child and we went through all the different, you know, processes to try to have a child. And, you know, and I, I just want to say, you know, there are some cases sometimes when you're not even given a space as a man to, to try to, you know, to, to try to comfort you. So I say to ladies, to the women who are having a difficult time, 
um, or challenging or difficult, or, or I don't want to say you're difficult. That just doesn't sound, you know, empathetic enough, but, you know, allow us to figure it out. You know, um, I, I did I, give us the space. Let's, let's work on it. Let's do what we need to do because it's going to take two, you know what I mean? Just like it took two to, you know, to get there, it's going to take two to heal. Um, and I'm, and I'm thankful for the guys that, you know, that were vulnerable and, the, and their wives, um, and I'm just hoping that for any man and woman that are struggling with your being able to express your emotions, that you maybe start writing, get a journal, you know, start writing poetry, write it to yourself, you know, write it to God, write it to your wife. And like Raul, he wrote it to the child that he that he lost. Right. And so um, find your outlet, you know, and writing is really helpful. I write. And um, hopefully again, like I said, you know, Jesse's going to give me a track that I might be able to do poetry. But I do do want to just say um, to fight it. If you're having a hard time expressing your feelings, if you're having a hard time receiving the love, um, fight it. The B side of love is where relation connection is at. That's where relationships are being healed. You know what I mean? So fight it, fight it, fight it. Don't let yourself go down without a fight. So um, I want to tell you guys all thank you for tuning in. Everyone that's um, tuning in from uh, TikTok who joined us. Uh, be sure to follow me on TikTok. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube um, at Q's Lounge. And everyone that has been given feedback today, I want to uh, say to you guys, thank you so much. We are um, just really grateful that you, you know, that you tune in. If you're new to the show, please, please follow me. I'm going to always do things that are matters of the heart. I'm always going to have a space here that is going to be safe. And it's going to be something that's going to be from the heart and, and um, surrounded around love. So I thank you guys. I appreciate everyone. God bless you guys and have a good night.